It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Markoff today. Happy birthday to Stink. Matt Smith sitting in. What a night for Nathan McKinnon and the Avalanche. First of all, they take care of business. They win the game over Washington 6-2. But Nathan McKinnon continuing his onslaught towards his uh, first ever Hart Trophy MVP. Scored not one, not two, not three, but four goals in the win. Yeah, it was a tough start, honestly. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's hard to have that many days off, to be honest. Uh, the game is so fast out there, and to, to get acclimated um, took us 10 minutes, but then we played well, I thought, the last 50. And, um, but yeah, power play was good. Got some good looks tonight. It was uh, a night where he had a five-point night. Miko Rantanen had a, a five-point night with a goal and four assists uh, as he was uh, setting up M- McKinnon. Uh, at, at this point, he is the leading favorite for the MVP. Do you believe? I'm not even going to say it, uh, but do you believe that he ends up winning his first Hart Trophy? Yeah, well, he had one stolen away by Taylor Hall. (laughs) If we go back in the history books here, he was asked about that last night, actually, and he said, I've had a really nice start, you know, 48 games. I thought I was going to win before. I've heard my name chanted MVP before, but I actually haven't won it. So, you know, no expectations is basically what he said. He deserves it, Mike. I mean, he's far and away the best player in the world right now. And what he's shown over the last two seasons, and again, I go back to, if he does not get hurt, in Philadelphia last December and missed those 10 games, we could legitimately be talking about back-to-back Hart Trophy level seasons. That's how good this guy has been. And, and Bednar talked about it at length last night about his habits off of the ice, which I, you know, I think we're hearing that from a lot of different places now, is that his maturity has now r- risen to a level that's that, that we haven't seen before. By well, him. let's hear from Jared Bednar, who raves about Nathan McKinnon not only on the ice but what he does off the ice it's great I, I find it to be exactly what I like to because he'll he'll push me he'll push our staff other players everyone around him he'll challenge you to make and then you make sure you you know exactly what you're talking about and what you're doing and that the details are tight because he expects them to be because of what he's giving to the team right if he's going to do all this stuff in order for our team to have success he expects everyone else around him to do the same by the way he hasn't changed and it's funny back when the avalanche were not a good hockey team or growing towards what they've become now mckinnon's um almost fanatical approach to playing hockey and and doing everything the right way off the ice you know kind of rubbed some people the wrong way, kind of caught some people off guard, but they weren't winning then, right? Now here they are as a Stanley Cup champion, a threat to win another one, and now people look at McKinnon, his maniacal habits and his dedication to winning, and now it's like, oh, yes, this is good, and we should all fall in line. Well, you said it hasn't changed, but it has. He's grown up a little bit. Like, there are certain things he's doing now that he necessarily wasn't doing before. And you're right. He always demanded a lot of himself, of his teammates, of his coaching staff. Yeah, as Bednar said, he's always been this way, but he's gone to another level. He called it from elite to super elite yeah. last night. So, you know what he reminds me of a lot? And, and I go to this well because this is the context that reminds me of when I watch a guy play. We don't have too many stone-cold killers left in sports, in my opinion. 
I mean, guys who are willing to go into your chest, rip out your heart, and leave it at center ice or center court or midfield or whatever. But that's what McKinnon is. And every single night consistently on both ends of the ice, it's the 200-foot game. I think he's better defensively this year than we have ever seen. So I, I just continue to be so impressed. And, and I said it on social media last night. I, I'm running out of ways to describe what he's doing right now. I'm just sitting back and appreciating the moment because we are witnessing greatness, and I won't let it go for granted. Hmm. Seems like uh, that's kind of the same description we have when it comes to stuff that Nikola Jokic does. We're running out of superlatives. Next on the morning brew, speaking of uh, superlatives, Michael Malone confident in how his team will come out and play tonight at the world's most famous arena. Regardless of this road trip, you know, we're three and one right now on this road trip, you know, having won the last three in a row. Uh, but I have all the confidence in this team. You know, this team just won a championship. And when you have Nicole Jokic as a starting center, Jamal Murray as your starting point guard, and the display they put on in 20 playoff games last year, um, you know, we walk into every arena fully expecting to win. And I expect them to win tonight because this is one of those games where at the end of a long road trip, Maybe, Matt, teams are just kind of, you know, we'll let this one slide because we want to get home. We've already uh, guaranteed a winning road trip. But this is one where, hey, they're going into New York. They're the defending champs. New York. There's going to be a, a lot of attention. The, 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 there'll be that electric atmosphere, much like they experienced in Boston on Friday. I, I think it brings out the best in them. I think they uh, come on home with a 4-1 and one road trip. It'd be nice. It'd be good to see a good effort to round out the road trip. I mean, the Knicks are winners of four straight. Knicks are probably right? better, you yeah. Know, you know, five of their last six. And they just made some moves here lately to really kind of mix up kind of what they're doing. They traded the OG. They traded for OG Ananobi from Toronto. So this is a big one for the Nuggets tonight. But again, you know, it's more for the spectacle of it, right? I mean, this is the end of a road trip that they've been doing pretty well on, by and large. So, yeah, it would be good to see them go out with a good effort. And again, you, you talk about Jokic tonight, but I'm looking for a big Jamal Murray game. Murray kind of gets elevated in these atmospheres. Yep. So if, if I were looking at anybody to have a big one tonight, it's Jamal. Next on the Morning Brew, a mixed bag, a split for the... College basketball, March Madness, hopefuls in state. CU wins. They've turned things around. They've won four in a row. They went on the road at Washington. CSU loses on the road at Nevada. Now, we're at the point now where you start looking at NCAA tournament uh, chances, and I'm looking at Joe Lenardi's bracketology. Now, this is a couple of days old, not updated to include what happened last night. But as of right now, he has CSU in as a sixth seed, he has CU out among his first four out. So hopefully last night's uh, win changes uh, CU's stock and doesn't hurt CSU's too much. So at the beginning of the season, Tad talked about this team really coming together. Oh, as Tad? This, this season Tad, drew on. Tad, Coach you, Boyle. Oh, thank you. Sorry, okay. I'm on a first name basis. Prime. I don't know about you. You know what, what's 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 wrong? I mean, Tad, I call him Nico Medved. I'd call him the same. Oh, okay. let, let me get there oh, for you. <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you. Last night, stink drop names. Last night, it, what did Tad Boyle? He's the coach. <laughs> what are you talking? You know, about? me and Chad were texting last night. No, it, congratulate him on a good win. Can I get there? Did you want? Did Can you want to hear what I was saying? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll tell you that last night in Washington, that CU team 
with arguably the best road win in conference that I've seen in a little while. I mean, that gym has not been kind. I absolutely despise Alaska Airlines Center. That's where Spencer Dinwiddie tore his ACL back in college at Washington, and it's been a house of horrors for the Buffs. That was a huge win. Cody Williams is coming on strong. And I've seen reports here lately where he's being talked about as the first overall yeah. pick in the draft. Yep. yep. So I've, I've taken a little while to come around to it, but this is a weak year in the domestic NBA draft class. There's a very good chance he'll be a top three pick in the draft, especially if he continues to play like this. Huge win for CU. If they can build some momentum here, they got two more on the road at Wazoo and at Utah. They got to take care of business, and we know they've struggled on the road here historically. So let's see if they can string a few together. CSU wise, they've kind of they kind of stumbled here a little. Yeah, they, they have. They've got to tighten things to... back up. I mean, we thought this was headed to be a special year in the Mountain West. Well, turns out Mountain West pretty darn good, Mike. Yeah. So this Rams team, they got to tighten things up a little bit. That's a tough loss last night to Steve Alford's Nevada team. Yeah, CU's won four in a row, and look at their output offensively the last three games, 86-90, and last night, 98 points. That'll do it for the Morning Brew, bring that to you each and every morning at 6.30.